right, welcome, welcome to the Tuned In Podcast. I'm Andrew, here with Brayden. How you doing, Brayden? Yeah, good time to be alive. Awesome, awesome. It's been a really good week for the Jazz, um, and also for this podcast. I know um, last week was our first episode, and so if you were one of those listeners' first episode, the first week, you are a real one. Um, we love you. Um, definitely share this podcast with your friends, but um, we're back here for episode two, kind of before the season will start. Um, but with that, you can find um, the Tune In Jazz podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And um, we want to help get this podcast to more people. So put five stars on there, share it with one of your friends that loves the jazz. Um, and also, we, we also made an Instagram as well. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. We're at Tuned In Jazz on Instagram. We're going to be posting. Uh, maybe some questions from our episodes. You can see one up for our first episode right now. And probably, if you're listening to this, also our second episode. So we're grateful that you join us. Uh, let's just get right into it. we got preseason starting this week. Seems too soon, I don't know. Kind of crazy. Yeah. But uh, we're playing the Clippers twice this week, both away games. You have any this week? Wow. Thoughts? I think they're going to win. I guess, I guess it's preseason. So um, I don't know. I guess, like... We'll be able to see some of the rookies play a little bit. I think that's, like, the main thing that I'm looking forward to. I mean, of course, like, preseason, you really don't care if you win or lose. It's just kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, I don't know, it's fun. I'm, I'm glad we're finally here, you know. A couple days until we don't have basketball till June, so it's going to be sweet. I think, uh, luckily, uh, the Clippers don't even play their star players during the regular season, so I don't think we got to worry about playing them at full strength in the preseason. I don't sure. I don't even think I can't really remember if the Clippers like have any rookies or like young players that um like would be in their first NBA game or second season. I can't really think. I think they're mostly yeah. season veterans, but a couple guys I I uh, look forward to seeing from them is uh I really love Bones Highland. He's he's a beast. Um and then also, I don't know if you heard Josh Primo's back. You hear about that? Yeah, man, yeah. I, don't, I don't know much about I don't about know about that one, but uh, he uh, obviously got suspended from the Spurs, uh, well, released because of some uh, sexual assault things, and now he's back, so I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean. It'll be, see, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. He was supposed to be pretty good before that, so. But we're more excited to see our Jazz guys play, hopefully our rookies mm-hmm. get some time. Yeah, for sure. They've been having a training camp in Hawaii, which is pretty lit. I don't know if if I were like an NBA player, I'd be down to just hang out in Hawaii for a training camp because I bet it's kind of brutal for physically and mentally to kind of get in shape for everything. Yeah. May as well be in Hawaii. For real, it's nice to have that Danny Age connection. I heard they're at BYU Idaho, so yeah, love BYU. Got that. got that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but with that, um, we also wanted to break down part of this episode. We're going to talk about some jazz jerseys, um, and so I. A lot of Jazz fans saw that post the Jazz made. They just came out with a brand new jersey for the season. It's a throwback to kind of like early Carl Malone and Pete Maravich kind of time, like the 80s and early 90s kind of a throwback. Um, I don't know. I'm a fan. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I love those ones, actually. I think uh, a lot of our old school Jazz uniforms are really nice. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I like them a lot. I'm, I'm grateful they're back. Yeah, I, I we'll get into this later, but I, I missed the like the '98 like the mountain jerseys. Mm. 
because we don't have those anymore, but at least we have something. Um, but yeah, with that, we came, we came to this podcast with our top five jazz jerseys of all time. Um, and so I guess, how do we want to do this? Do you want to go like starting at like number five going up or do you want to start with our number one? Yeah. Why don't, maybe I'll say my number five and then you say your number five. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. So this might be a really hot take because I've heard a lot of, of, uh, trash on this jersey, but my number five is actually the baby blues. And if you remember those since early, I guess late 2000s. Like Darren Williams. Warren, Darren Williams, right? Andre Karolinko, Boozer, all those guys. I don't know. I always used to like those ones. I'm glad they didn't stick around, but those are cool at the time. So who's your number five? All right, yeah. For mine, I actually have um, the 2018 gold, like, city jerseys. Ooh. So they had, like, the J uh, music note symbol with the number. Um Honestly, if you look at my list, 2018 is pretty strong for a lot of the jerseys. It kind of shows my age a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, probably those gold city jerseys. Nice. I put, actually at number four, I put the, the ones they're bringing back, the old school purple and yellow. I'm excited to see those back. So I love those ones. Heck yeah. We're going to see a lot of repeats because some of the jerseys you said I actually have on my list as well. Um my number four was the the light blue Darren Williams. Nice. So hey, we didn't plan that. So yeah. Well, and I at number three, I also have the gold jazz note ones. Those were super dope. Those are the if if uh, this gets to any of the ears of people who are making the jazz jerseys, that's the type of yellow we want to see our jerseys, mm-hmm. not highlighter yellow. Come on. Amen. <laughs> well, I we'll kind of bring that up later. I have a couple L's. L yeah. jerseys that we could talk about later, yeah, but um, I love that. I think I'm not maybe start, kind of start to argue a little bit. I don't really think those jerseys were as good as the light blue ones because mm. I feel like the light blue jerseys were like they kind of encapsulate that entire era of like Darren Williams and all that. So that's true. I don't know the gold jerseys I love, but yeah, only like a couple of years, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I guess I'll do my number three. Is that where we're at? Okay, so I actually had the, like, 80s, early 90s purple Pete Maravich jersey. Nice. Kind of like the new new throwback that we have, but kind of that um, that era. That's sick. Yeah, I like those ones a lot. Uh, at my number two, I had, I really love the Jazz City Edition orange, yellow, red ones. But I have the dark mode ones specifically because I like those a little bit better. But they're both sick. I, yeah, I had the orange city jerseys as well. I think if, as I was kind of making the list, I feel like for me, like everything from three to five and beyond, you could kind of debate. But I think the top two for me are pretty, pretty set. So, yeah, I also had the orange city jerseys. Yeah. Whenever I see those jerseys, I think of Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs versus the Thunder or his rookie season, different Times like that brings back some good memories. Yeah. Oh, man. I just wish, going back to the current jerseys, uh, it's kind of crazy looking at, like, the Jazz in their jerseys. They got purple. They got, you know, red and orange and yellow. And, like, it's, like, and then blue, navy blue, light blue. Like, it's just, like, they can't decide on, like, a scheme. I don't know who decided mm-hmm. on highlighter yellow. But I really think we should lean into the red, orange. If you've been to southern Utah, you know that's just Utah, you know. We're... We got Red Rock everywhere, at least Southern Utah does. So, 
Yeah, I, I remember there's a lot of like really nice city jerseys that came out at the same time as those. Man, bring it back, NBA. We Jazz, we we need those jerseys back. They're probably one of the most fire jerseys we've ever had in Jazz. That's why it's at number two. That's facts. Yeah, and I mean that was 2018 as well. Just saying. Yeah. 2018 was a good year for jerseys. <laughs> well, my number one, I'm I'm gonna take a wild guess and say our number one's the same, but the Purple Mountain jerseys. Yep. Just simply, there's just nothing better. I can't even believe that they ever went away. Honestly. Like just the best jerseys, honestly. Yeah, let me give you why why this I believe this is undoubtedly the number one um, for anyone listening. One, you have the memory of the probably the greatest jazz team of all time with Carl Malone and John Stockton. Those were the jerseys that they wore, were those Purple Mountain jerseys. Um, plus, you know Utah is known for those mountains. We're known for those ski slopes, right? So you got that Utah flair in there. You've got Carl Malone, John Stockton, and just how clean is that purple color? I don't know. I just feel like there's no argument like that has to be number one. Like I don't know what you think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it probably has to do a lot with the nostalgia, right? Like you're saying, John Stockton, Carl Malone. That's just kind of kind of who we see them in. Um, but yeah, those jerseys are just unique too. Like. Not a lot of teams yeah. in the NBA have purple. The Kings, but like who cares about the Kings? Light the beam. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. Like that's a different type of purple. We got like the mountain. Like oh man, I just think we could lean into that more too. I don't know. I wish the Jazz would. But you said you had some L jerseys. What? Okay, yeah, I have. Um, well, I have one honorable mention. Like a lot of the jerseys we listed aren't like very generic. They're kind mm -hmm. of out. A little bit like alternate a little bit so i think just like the generic blue or white 2018 jerseys could be an honorable mention too like when donovan mitchell was a rookie again 2018 those jerseys <laughs> were fire um because like i think to the years before with gordon hayward i didn't really like the color scheme as well but yeah yeah all right i got three l's for you these these okay. don't come close to my list one we already talked about it the neon jerseys that we've got right now like oh, the man. the yellow highlighter color i just i don't want to wear i don't want to see my team wearing those no. we'll, we'll we'll endure through it but they grew on me a little last year but only because like you know we didn't have any other choice but right just uh terrible jerseys yeah i mean like where's the creativity in that right yeah i absolutely. don't know sorry jazz but gotta change that next year We'll vote on it as fans or something. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do. Yeah. Ryan Smith, make it happen. Um, all right, yeah. The other jerseys I have is kind of L's. I'm not a real big fan of, like, the forest green jerseys. Mm. Um, I know we had, like, like a city jersey or something around the time. It was, like, navy green, and we've also had, like, a navy green in the past, too, in the 2010s. But I don't know. I just don't love that color as like the main color of the jersey it's good as an accent but yeah add green to the list of colors the jazz have used <laughs> like what nba team wears forest green yeah i'm trying to think of one yeah i don't know it just i don't think it looks very good to the eye yeah it doesn't work um and then the last one i've got just the the jerseys with short sleeves like the oh, navy ones man i was gonna talk about that <laughs> dude those okay let me just say like so Even weird. though I know the players all hated them, and I can understand why, 
But like, oh man, I love I loved the sleeve jerseys. No. I don't think the jazz <laughs> ones looked very good. Like the stripe kind of made it just look like a soccer, um, a soccer uniform. But like, oh man, I like the look. Like, you know, the Clippers always like rocked and they were nice. But I can understand why the Mac would have rocked. I feel like as like a player that would just make, like you sweat more, right? That's true. Restrict um, your movement just slightly. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it looks good. Just flat out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody watching this podcast loves those jerseys, and <laughs> yeah, we can we, talk. Yeah, throw us a comment or something. Yeah, give, give your point. Absolutely. So uh, we're getting into training camp. We talked about that a little bit. BYU Hawaii right now. They're probably coming back soon. What uh? What are your thoughts about our rookies? Have you heard anything about them? How do you feel like they're doing? Um, I mean, last podcast we talked a little bit about the off season. Um, so we know like the big three rookies, um, Hendricks, jo- Keontae George, and Bryce Sensabaugh. Um, yeah, I guess I, I saw like an article that was put out about the Jazz. Um, Will Hardy was in a press conference. He's just talking about how like every Jazz player um, earns their role and that he's going to kind of let the rookies into the lineup as they earn their role. And so I kind of like that, seeing as we do have some vets that I don't know if Hendricks is going to get a ton of playing time right at first. He'll kind of have to grow into it. Same with Keontae George. Um, but, man, I do want to see them play. So it's kind of a toss-up. I don't know. Yeah. that's how I saw the press conference as well. One thing that really impressed me that uh, Will Hardy was saying was just that they weren't letting up. And I, I do love that about them. I hope that that's true because that's the type of rookies we need here in Utah. You know, we – um, guys that are willing to fight for their spot and not only are they giving it but that they actually earned it you know I think mm-hmm. he you know we talked about some upside last week but I think there's a lot a lot of things to be excited about yeah did you hear what John Collins said dissing the Hawks <laughs> I did yeah it's pr- it's uh I can understand why <laughs> I, I guess for those of you who don't know John Collins on media day said that he's grateful to be in a locker room without egos. And I don't know about you, but I think that pretty much took a shot right at Trey Young. (laughs) But, yeah, he doesn't have to play with Trey Young anymore, you know? Yeah, well, and I don't know. He might have been talking to you a little bit about DeJounte Murray. I don't know. Like, like the whole thing last offseason where he was, like, like some random guy in a Drew League game. He was, like, hitting ball on his head for no reason and just – I don't know. I I wouldn't want to play with either of those guys either. And you know they're great basketball players, but I could. I hopefully he's more happy here. For sure. I'm looking the the Hawks come into town, or we play the Hawks in February and March. That'll mm-hmm. be a good game. John Collins. He's probably gonna go off for like 40 or something against them at that oh, point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm calling it right now. You know, come back to this podcast later because. John Collins is going to have the dunk of the year on that first <laughs> game in February. Do you so. think? Uh, do you think they'll play like a tribute video for Quinn Snyder? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Probably Has not. he come back it already? It seems like everybody gets a a uh, a tribute video nowadays. Like the, like we gave one to Donovan Mitchell, and it's like we love Donovan Mitchell, but he like was, how, but like how long was yeah. he? He's like four seasons. I don't know. It's he was a multiple time All Star for us. That's true, but like we don't have very many of those. Yeah, I guess that's true, but. It seems like did we, did Quinn that. Snyder win Coach of the Year too? I feel like he, he did, did one he year was, at least. He was actually 
um, runner-up um, to Tom Thibodeau, I believe. Um, I, the, I honestly believe the only reason he didn't win it was because um, Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year and Jordan Clarkson won Sixth Man. And I think it was just like a voter fatigue type thing where you're not going to give all of them to the Jazz, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, he was second in voting. Maybe it was Monty Williams. might have been Monty Williams. But Yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, he's got Coach of the Year. He was always making the playoffs for us, so. I don't know. I, t- I could see definitely, maybe not a video, but like some sort of tribute to Quinn Snyder. If he's, yeah, if he comes back to Utah later this season. Yeah, we love Quinn Snyder. It was kind of a shame. We love Will Hardy too, but it was a shame that Quinn Snyder kind of took the fall for all that. But, you know, it's the business, yeah. I suppose. I feel like NBA teams, they'll always just fire the coach yeah. for everything. It's always coach's fault. Yeah. What about a... Uh, what about our boy Olenek? He looked good. We talked last week about how he looked good in in FIBA. But where do you think he fits Beast on this team? Do you think he sticks around all season? Is he a guy we move trade deadline time? Yeah, I guess it all depends on just how good our rookies play. Because, um, yeah, if Olenek's kind of just sitting on the bench, kind of just there, um, I think it'd be good for us to trade him at the trade deadline to get some sort of asset back for him. Because I know um, there's definitely teams that would take Kelly Olenek come playoff time where he can kind of give a little spark off the bench. Um, I'm sure the Suns probably would love to have him off their bench. Yeah. Um, some of the, those contending teams. Um, yeah, I'd say he could be a trade deadline piece, but we'll just kind of have to see how the team is at that point. Yeah, I agree with you. I think... It, it's probably going to come down to kind of like last year where we uh, we dumped Vanderbilt and Beasley at the deadline. We'll kind of see where the Jazz are come trade deadline. Like if we're, you know, you know, if we're just in the playoff hunt just barely, will Danny Ainge choose to like tank but not tank at the same time yeah. like we did last year, or will he will he put his foot on the gas pedal and and keep pushing forward? I, I think you're right. It probably depends on how we're doing at that point. For sure, yeah. So, honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to keeping or trading him, just kind of depending on the rookies. If they're kind of still easing into their role, it might be good to keep them on the team. But if we want to give them more opportunity, I think let's get some assets for him. Some people take him, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, kind of we want to do a player spotlight again this week. Last week we talked about John Collins. Um so go listen to that in that first episode. Um, yeah, but in these, we kind of just dive a little bit more into this play, in a, into the different players and kind of where they came from, know a little bit more about them for Jazz fans. So t- this week we got Taylor Hendricks. Mm, yeah, Taylor Hendricks. He, uh, yeah, he's kind of a question mark right now, I guess. I, only, only because, you know, obviously we didn't watch him in Summer League and who was watching UCF last year like I don't know maybe some of you were hopefully some of you were but I did get a chance to to uh, look at some of his highlights um, what do you what do you think like best case scenario for Taylor Hendricks this year what are your thoughts on that um, I'll be honest like you said I haven't watched any UCF games last year to be honest and when they jazz drafted him didn't know much about him except for um, those <laughs> highlights that they show at the draft <laughs> <laughs> which always make a player look amazing, right? Yeah. Um, 
but kind of from looking at his stats at Central Florida, he was a good three-point shooter. He shot 39% um, from three, which is pretty good. Um, and so maybe he can keep that up, be a knockdown guy from the corner. Um, he seemed, I, I, of course, like small sample size, I haven't really watched, but he seemed like he really did have a great presence down low blocking shots and kind of playing defense. So I think if anything, he'll be a good defender and maybe his offense will kind of come second. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I, um, I kind of put together, I was watching his highlights a little bit and of course, yeah, it's just his highlights and he's probably got some weaknesses, but, um, I kind of put together like a ceiling and a floor for him player comparison wise. And I think like if the best case scenario, um, he kind of reminds me a lot of Brandon Ingram, which is which is really good, obviously. Ooh. Uh, super long, um, kind of slim. Um, when I heard power forward, he's kind of listed as a power forward. I kind of was expecting maybe a guy that plays down low a little more, but a lot of the highlights I saw, he was putting the ball on the floor from the top of the key, driving to the basket. Um, he would stop and pop from mid-range. Um, and so, and he did do some work in the paint too, and so... I don't know, and I think his floor, obviously everybody's floor is being out of the league, but <laughs> he kind of reminds me a little bit of, of the skinny version of Dwight Howard that we saw on the Lakers, which, you know, yeah. good, great role player, helped them win a championship, and so, I don't know, I hope that, you know, worst case, that he could end up that for us, that wouldn't be bad, rotation guy. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, honestly, because we have, like, a lot of forwards right now, John Collins and Laurie Markinen, like he doesn't really have that big of a role, mm -hmm. to be honest, starting out. So maybe that could be good for him to just like be really good in that role that he does have. So kind of starting off small um, with coming off the bench for a couple minutes, being re ready to hit shots if he needs it and playing some solid D. Um, yeah, tons of upside. Yeah. I mean, today's NBA, every team's trying to learn how to play positionless basketball and you need guys like, that are built like him mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to do that. So there's definitely a lot of room for us to use him, but it just kind of depends on how he develops in the, in the NBA. But, but right, uh, I guess I had, I had maybe another comparison for him, kind of like maybe a slightly skinnier Aaron Gordon mm. kind of role where he he's able to do a lot of the dirty work and he's also able to hit shots, but not... He's not a shooter, but he can shoot kind of thing. Yeah. Can't leave him open or anything. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah, crazy time in the NBA. Obviously, Drew Holiday getting traded around. Dude, that was crazy. I didn't think it would happen that fast. Honestly, yeah, what are your it's thoughts? Like, was it like one day later? Or yeah, two? they moved him quick. They must have already been talking about it. <laughs> but there's, there's rumors the Jazz were pretty close to a deal. I don't know if you saw that. No. But uh, I don't know what they were going to give up. But what are your thoughts about him going to the Celtics? Sheesh. I, I just, the rich keep getting richer. Yeah. I felt like the Bucks after the Dame trade, were probably, we, like we said last time in the other pod, they're probably the number one favorite going into next season. Um, but I feel like the Celtics with Drew Holiday could be, I don't know. It's I don't really know if the Bucks are the favorite anymore, you know. Just NBA changes every day. Like, who knows? Injuries could happen, and, and then it's neither of them, you know. But looking, like, on paper and everything, I feel like it's kind of a toss-up now for me, like, with Bucks or Celtics. I'd probably still lean towards the Bucks, though. 
But what I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I. It's crazy. I was thinking about it the other day. I think we've officially left the super team era in the NBA, and I I I mean that in a way of like. That's good. If everybody <laughs> has a super team, then nobody's a super team, right? Like, like how many teams have we thought were like? A couple of months ago, everybody's talking about how crazy the Suns were, and now no, nobody's even talking about the Suns. We're talking about the Bucks and the Celtics, and you know, of course, the Warriors are still hey, there. The don't forget about the Nuggets, still. The Nuggets, yeah, dude. The Lakers are still there. Like, it's just that's just the way of the NBA now. You have to have two, three superstars to win. Unfortunately, like, I guess the Nuggets are kind of pushing that boundary a little. Hopefully, they keep winning. But it's crazy. Though. I think. I think the trade's good for the Jazz, though. I mean, mm-hmm. we own Cleveland's picks, and the better the Eastern Conference gets, the better those picks will be. <laughs> and uh, and the worse the Cavs play, the less likely Donovan Mitchell stays, and the better our picks get again. So I think it's good for the Jazz in the long run. Yeah, I do like this Celtics team. I know they traded away Marcus Smart, and a lot of fans were kind of wondering like, if their defense would be up to the same standard without him. I mean, it's going to be hard to see Marcus Smart in another jersey. It's going to be weird. Um, at least <coughs> Grizzlies kind of makes a little bit of sense for him. But, but yeah, Drew Holiday will do the same defense. He'll be locked down, but he'll be oh, he'll be really good. I also I feel like the Celtics, some people think they kind of gave up a lot. They gave up Malcolm Brogdon, who already wanted to leave. So that was kind of is what it is. And they gave up Robert Williams, who's like playing 30 games a season. Sometimes, um, if he was healthy, he would be a huge piece. But I guess that's just something you have to give up. And I think Drew Holiday is worth it to give that up and those picks as well. Yeah, that'll be an interesting lineup, I think. I mean, you got Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. And I don't know, I would assume you'd go Al Horford and Porzingis. 38-year-old Al Horford. Yeah, that's, that a, that's a crazy lineup. And uh, good for the Blazers, too. They got, they're coming away with a huge haul for Dame Lillard. In oh, total. yeah. Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams just adds, adds to that. And I mean, they same thing. They could probably trade Malcolm Brogdon at the trade deadline and get some sort of asset back if a team wants him. Um, or otherwise, they could just have him be a veteran in their locker room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think the super team era was kind of rough, <laughs> especially for a jazz fan and like small market teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of good to see a little bit more parity and balance. Um, yeah, so it just makes it even more exciting for the season. We needed something like this because the yeah. off season was getting so boring, mm-hmm. and we were just waiting for games, and then all of a sudden, Woj bomb. Uh, we yeah. get the Dame trade now. We get the Drew Holiday trade. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm glad that the Jazz are staying out of the headlines this summer because last <laughs> summer was pretty miserable for us. Obviously, uh, always wondering is Donovan Mitchell going? Does he stay in? We kind of knew right. that Gobert was going, but crazy off season stuff. Yeah. I mean, pretty crazy. I, I think I'm with you. I think just stay young. Um, we'll see what this year takes. Um, but, yeah, any other thoughts for the Jazz? I think that's pretty good. I don't think so. Uh, lots of local sports taking over the sports world right now, though. Yeah. I mean, we'll kind of dive into BYU a little bit. Um, for for those of you who watched, BYU played Cincinnati, I wanted to say, last Friday, right? It's a Friday game. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, on social media, uh, those of you know Travis Kelsey, he's a big star right now with Taylor Swift. 
Um, but he was wearing a BYU jersey on his podcast because he lost a bet. He he actually went to Cincinnati, so um, he was wearing a BYU jersey because they lost. Um, and BYU looked really good. Really good. Yeah, I. It's it's too bad they didn't get any love in the polls. I don't even think we received the top twenty-five. I guess that's okay. I think Kansas was like twenty-four and they dropped out. So yeah, uh, I get I get it. I guess BYU's not hasn't had any big flashy wins, but we're coming. We're coming. We're hey, I, I don't think we play them this year, but Utah better be scared. They're they're losing their games and we're winning ours. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I I heard a rumor today. I don't know if you saw, but Utah's players all got trucks. Did you see that? No. They all they gave all their players trucks. It's a six month lease, and they're only giving it to scholarship players, which is silly. But, um, but I heard a rumor that there's something coming to BYU too. I don't know if it's the same deal or huh. or what, but we'll see. Hopefully, they're spending that, that NIL money. Yeah, BYU's <laughs> got that money to spend, and hopefully they're bringing in recruits with it. So, but Puka Nakua though. Dude, who thought? Who would have thought? Uh, I picked him up early enough on my fantasy <laughs> team, so I'm, I'm living large over here. Did you see he got uh, the game-winning touchdown in overtime as well? Yeah, his first NFL touchdown, a game-winner. Sheesh. Yeah, I don't know. No one really really thought he'd be good because he was hurt. Um, but, yeah, representing for BYU, Puka looks amazing um, on the Rams. Oh, he's awesome. I, I saw a clip today, Cooper Cup is returning and so we'll oh. see what happens I, hopefully he still gets some some targets yeah after that yeah i don't know it'll be interesting i, I don't think he'll get 10 catches a game <laughs> like he's been getting oh but, no chance but uh even half that if he can just get half the yards he's getting just an incredible rookie year like good for him he and anybody who's watched BYU football knows that puka's been that guy they just mm-hmm. haven't been paying attention so it's awesome all right well with that we'll kind of wrap up Um, Thank you for watching. If you made it this far in the podcast, um, follow us on Instagram. Um, Comment below um, your thoughts on the pod, your thoughts on the Jazz players this season, and maybe what your top top jerseys of all time were for the Jazz. Um, And then with that, um, we'll kind of come out with a podcast here in the next week or two um, as the season begins to start again. And it's an exciting time. It's a great time to be a Jazz fan. So with that, we'll, we'll be done. Peace.